Today, I'm recording from Portland, Oregon, and uh, I'm going to be talking all about how to become an influencer uh, in any space. I did a, a, a kind of spontaneous Facebook Live about this other day and uh, got some some great engagement around that post. And so I uh, wanted to go a little bit more into depth about um, how exactly to go about becoming an influencer in any space. So uh, it should be a fun episode. Let's dive in. All right, before we dive in, I want to remind you guys that coming up this Thursday, November 1st, uh, I am hosting a free online training. Uh, Sign up for the training even if you can't make it live. But in this training, I'm going to be showing you the exact steps you need to take to get fully booked and put your practice on autopilot. Uh, I'm really excited about this training. It's been a lot of of work um, to to get to this point and put everything together. But um, yeah, I've gotten a lot of clarity around what therapists should be focusing on to consistently fill the empty slots on their calendar, get clients booking on your calendar even while you're asleep. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun um, to sign up for that training. Go to thejohnclark.com forward slash simple to register again, even if you can't attend live. thejohnclark.com forward slash simple. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the John Clark cast. Hope you guys are doing well today. Uh, it's a beautiful, sunny Sunday afternoon here in Portland, Oregon. Um, I've just been out here really briefly for uh, to visit some family and for some special occasions. Uh, so it's been it's been really wonderful. Always love coming out here. Really like this place, and uh, I feel like I could live here in a heartbeat uh, if I ever got the opportunity. So um, if you live in Portland, you're pretty lucky. And also, um, when I have more time next time, I want to come out and uh, hang out with some therapists, maybe uh, uh, have a happy hour or something like that. But uh, this trip was kind of a quick turnaround, so couldn't really make that happen. But uh, yeah, it's a beautiful afternoon here, and uh, um, I'm, I'm sitting here um, on a bed with a giant pillow on my chest and my microphone on that pillow, and um, very tenuous situation here with this microphone arrangement. It's always, it's always a fun, uh, a fun little, um, time trying to balance a microphone on something, something makeshift whenever I'm traveling. (laughs) So, uh, bear with me. And if I drop the mic, I apologize in advance, but, um, that's just life. And that could happen at any moment, but we're living life on the edge today, the edge of the pillow. Um, yeah, right off the bat, making some real lame jokes. So there's that. Um, uh, yeah, get, let's get those out of the way, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, just kind of checking in here as we get started. Um, it's been, it's been a a really good week overall. Um, we've been working really, really hard to, uh, get ready for, um, the free training on Thursday, uh, that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So if you haven't signed up for that, um, make sure you do it now. Don't want you to miss out. Um, yeah, I've just been feeling like I have a lot of clarity around what's most important for therapists to know. And I feel like, um, you know, as time goes on, there's just more and more noise on the internet. And there's 
there's more to sift through. I, I know I've said this before, but I really feel like this is relevant for us as therapists, for any business owner or anyone, I, I guess anyone who's using a computer and trying to find answers, trying to find credible information, you know, because because the, the other reality is like, even a lot of the information you find is funded by something else or some company or some whatever. So I think the, you know, trust of information that you find online is going down and it makes it even more important to figure out uh, who do you trust and where can I find credible information online? There's a lot of, uh, I don't know, there's just, there's just a lot of, of um, sketchy information out there. And I, I really resonate with people who feel like I just, it's just too much at times. It's, it's hard to know what's, what's real. Everyone has an opinion about everything, especially when it comes to marketing a practice, you know? And, um, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, I caution folks against looking for a quick answer or going into a Facebook group and saying, Hey, um, you know, how should I market my practice? And then you have 15 people all saying different things that worked uniquely for them and their unique market, their unique practice, um, the setup of their, their practice. Do they take insurance? Do they not, I mean, there's just, there's just so many variables, right? So, um, there's just a lot to sift through. And I think there is not a, a quick and easy answer out there, but, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling, like I said, I'm feeling a lot of clarity at this point uh, around the steps that therapists should take to quickly and easily build a practice. Um, these are the steps that I took in San Francisco and a bit more messy that time around being in that it was my first time. I tried a lot of things and was a bit of a crash test dummy now for your, for your benefit, um, looking back on it and doing, doing some things that didn't work well. And then when I moved to Charlotte, you know, I, about six months before I moved to Charlotte, I started to carry out um, the plan that, uh, that that I'm starting to teach and that I'll be teaching uh, in the training on Thursday. And so I had to put my own um, put my own knowledge to the test and, and my own teachings to the test, which was which was fun and scary and and ultimately um, a real success, you know, to to see um, to see them work really well and to see a, a lot of therapists who are still really struggling. Um, and, and banging their heads against the wall and, and trying things that are just simply not working. So, um, you don't have to struggle. I, I'm really starting to think more and more building a practice should be easy. Why, why is it not easy? You know what I mean? Um, th- there's things of it that are difficult. There's aspects that are difficult or stressful. There's, um, our, or the nature of our work can be difficult and stressful and unpredictable. But in terms of, uh, answering the number one question in the minds of therapists, which is how am I going to get more clients? That part doesn't need to be hard, you know? Um, so I feel like that's a big part of what's um, kind of keeping keeping me warm at night, so to speak, as one of my professors used to say in the context of choosing your research topics, which is always a funny image. And I'm thinking about like him describing this and being like, so attachment theory and, you know, early, early adolescence is what keeps you warm at night and imagining him curled up in his bed like this grinning in his sleep, thinking about attachment theory. Um, but you know, it really, <laughs> there's something to that. There's something to that. Like, you know, what keeps you warm at night and what, what gets you up in the morning? Um, what, what, what gets you out of bed and, uh, gets you going for the day. So 
Um, just some thoughts for you guys, because I tend to do that here at the beginning. Um, let's talk about how to become an influencer. Um, I've got six points that I'm going to walk you through, and that's going to be the episode for today. So um, let's get right into it. I, I got to thinking about this because I think there's a lot of, of people who want to, who, who want to become an influencer in some space and they, maybe they're trying to do it or trying to do it in kind of a gimmicky way or a, a way that's not super trustworthy or a way of like, look how much money I made. Therefore I must be an influencer, you know, throwing big numbers around. Um, and I think, but I think there's, there's a way to do it and there's really, there's no quick way to do it. That that's, that's a caveat to all of this is that for, for folks looking to become an influencer in any space, whether it's therapy or practice building or, um, your respective clinical interests or whatever, whatever it is, um, there's, there's no, there's no way to make it happen overnight. I just firmly believe that. So it's not for everyone, you know, the, the steps that, um, that I'm going to suggest here are not for everyone and, um, certainly not for those who um, might be likely to give up quickly uh, or become impatient or just don't have the time and opportunity in their lives to, to put into this. Cause it's a bit like kickstarting a career. It's a bit like kind of bootstrapping another career for yourself. If you have a practice and are trying to become an influencer um, kind of on top of that practice. So, um, okay. Step number one or tip number one, look for what's missing in your industry um, look for the friction points of your industry and and what you hear people complaining about the most. Okay, um, so you know again in thinking about the private practice industry in particular, um, I would I would kind of think about what's already out there. You know what I mean? Um, but think about what's missing. What is something? What's a blog post that you would love to read? And then write that. You know, I think that's just, that's, that's a pretty good place to start the friction points, you know, in any industry. So again, for me, it's helping therapists fill the empty slots in their calendars and, uh, overcome their fear of marketing. That's, that's what it is for me. It's what it's really always been for me. And again, what people complain about, which is not having enough clients. So that's, um, that is the problem that I aim to solve in my work and in my career, which is number two leads me to number two, aim to solve a problem. So as an influencer, you know, it's not about just um, putting your opinions out there and writing a hundred blog posts. It's about helping to solve a problem as an influencer and thinking bigger than you think you should think. Um, Do not think small. I think that's another thing is you you have to think really, really big. Um, You think, think bigger than you think you should think, which is saying the word think so many times that it's getting obnoxious. It's starting to sound weird in my head. Um, But yeah, aim to solve a problem. Aim to make yourself useful to your industry. Number three, uh, stake your claim and don't apologize. Okay, so again, figure out what you believe and say it. Um, This is something I wish I knew early on, or I wish that I had kind of the permission, as we like to say as therapists, to do so. Um, stake your claim and don't apologize and do it early on. So again, building off these other points of seeing what's missing, the friction points, um, et cetera, whatever it is you believe, say it, put it out there 
in your content. Stake your claim. Don't be afraid to have an opinion and put it out there, even if it is one that is going to be polarizing because it has been said that um, when you start to polarize people, that means you're getting somewhere. So, yeah. Who said that? I think it was Katie. Um, Katie Lemieux, maybe. Um, But I thought that was really, really accurate when someone told me that recently. So if you're creating, you know, if you're creating um, um, polarization, then you're probably on the right track. Pretty, pretty cool. And we have a hard time with that as therapists. You know, we, we really do. It's, we tend to be um, very conflict averse, right? We tend to really want to please people and we tend to be quite uncomfortable when we, when we can't please people. So I think that's another thing is we have to kind of get over ourselves a little bit here. And um, when, when you're thinking about becoming an influencer and you have to move beyond the fear of criticism, move beyond the fear of what will people think or say, or what if I'm wrong? You know, what if I stake my claim and I'm wrong? Or what if I change my mind, you know, and then have to go back on it and eat my words? That happens, you know, <laughs> that definitely happens. Um, you know, for me, an example would be um, Katie Keats May, and I like to go back and forth about whether therapists should be using Facebook ads. And, um, originally my answer was a big fat no. And now it's a big fat, um, it depends or a big fat, uh, when used well with a specific population and a specific system, meaning, um, you know, good, good targeting, good landing page, capturing that lead or, you know, warming that lead up or converting them right away. There's, there's a way to do it. Um, so it's not kind of a yes or no thing, but, but I have gone back a little bit on that and gone, okay, there's, um, Facebook ads can work well for some practices when done well. So it's, there's a bit of gray in that, but you know, that's, that's one thing I've had to go back on and be like, yeah, I've changed my mind a little bit about this, especially as I've seen it do, you know, good things for more therapists and seen, seen things evolve. So, you know, you can't be afraid to be wrong. Uh, I'm going to try to uh, lean down and grab my water if this goes poorly, I'm sorry, ahead of time, but I've got to do this. Okay, that went surprisingly well. Awesome. Okay, number four, look at what's working for other influencers, um, but don't copy or mimic them, right? So again, you know, even thinking about like of the people you follow, whether they are business um, business coaches or clinical people or people outside of the industry, whatever authors, um, look at what's working for them. Um, and just take note of that. You know what I mean? If you like the way that they do their content or engage their audience, um, et cetera, then, then notice that and just use it as, um, as information for guiding your own uh, path to becoming an influencer something that I did and still do a good bit is, uh, I have like, I sign up for a lot of email lists of other practice coaches and people in the industry and digital marketers and whatnot, just to see, well, just to see what they're doing, to see what's working, but most importantly, to see how I resonate with it, you know, to see if this, this is an, if this is an email I would want to send out and how it would feel. So I do that. Um, I send them to uh, like a, not one of my main email addresses, but I do that. Um, 
because I like to learn through that experience from the experience of a customer, from the experience of a consumer. So I think that's something that you could do for sure is, is kind of put yourself in your, the shoes of your audience and, um, think about what works for you. What, what kind of, um, what kind of content are you drawn to? You know, how do you, how do you want to be engaged as, um, as, as an audience member, so to speak? Um, I think that information is just really, really rich for me. So don't be afraid to get out there and consume a lot or sample a lot from other influencers or people who are where you want to be and, uh, and take that information to inform your own unique approach. Okay. Uh, moving right along. I'm very pleased with myself at how I'm moving right along with this. Not a ton of rambling today. So some of you are probably like, right on, this is great. Thank God you're just giving giving the people what they want. And the other people are probably like, you should ramble because it's funny. Um, I love all of you though, regardless of where you stand with that. Um, yeah. And some people don't know what I'm kidding, right? Because my tone doesn't change. So I've been, you know, it's been boy who cried wolf or whatever, a few times in my life where I've been really serious about something and people are like, yeah, he's kidding or he's being sarcastic again. So, um, sometimes you just, you just don't know. Here I go off on a tangent. Um, just as I was saying, I was proud of myself for not, oh, that's hilarious. So, uh, let's get into number five. Number five, I want you to put out about twice as much content as you think you should. Now, there are quick ways to sell a product or um, just capture leads or you know run a Facebook ad to a course that you're selling or whatever. Um, you can do that. You know you can do that to a cold audience versus a warm audience who already knows, likes, and trusts you. Um, so you can do that. But I think to truly become an influencer in any space, content is king. Um, you have to put out a lot of content. That's how you build an audience. That's how you build credibility. That's how you document your own learning, you know, and, and humanize yourself along the way. So you're showing people what you know. You're showing people um, your own learning process, your own learning and evolution along the way. That's what people, I'm realizing that more and more as I, as I you know, learn um, entrepreneurship from the inside out, you know, is that um, people want to see your journey. They don't necessarily need you to know it all or pretend like you know it all. In fact, that might really turn people off. So if nothing else, document your journey. Um, I think that's, that's the way to do it. Um, and actually, um, one of, one of, uh, my team members, Taylor is, is doing this very thing in her journey of becoming an MFT, which I think is really cool. So she manages the Instagram account and, um, it's, it's really neat. So she's kind of blogging and documenting her process of becoming a therapist. Um, she has a great Instagram as well. Um, and so, I, you know, it's been neat to, um, see people like her doing it and just kind of being real and just, you know, documenting her, her learning process. I think that's really cool. And I, um, I love that. It's a little bit, uh, it's basically how I got started down this whole path of, um, of what I do now and helping therapists is 2012 or whenever. Um, I just started blogging about the things I'd learned and that was it. Um, so yeah, put out twice as much content as you think you need to. This is the only way to um, do two things. Number one, become credible and known in your industry. Number two, um, 
get better at putting out content. Uh, I had a good friend, Tim Hall, in uh, college who would write, he challenged himself to write one song a day for 30 days. He was a singer, songwriter, guitar player. And that was pretty crazy, pretty crazy thing to do. But I love it. And I always remember it because what it did was it, it forced him out of his own head. It forced him to identify and improve his own process for creating and producing. And even though, let's say 75% of the songs weren't amazing, maybe about 25% of them were. And again, he, he worked through himself. He worked through some of his own, you know, barriers to producing more music and writing more music. So I just, I just think that's really cool. And I think you should do something similar for yourself. Um, you know, I've gone on various kind of sprints with my own content where I'm putting out a lot, lot, lot more content than other times. And, um, like doing the five part series and, um, more YouTube videos than normal and stuff like that. And, uh, even if you can't sustain it, I think it's good to do it for some time because you're, you're learning what works for you. You're learning an actual workflow for your content, whether it's a podcast or your blog or whatever. And, um, you're learning what you enjoy, you know? So that's the other thing as well is I, I like to kind of dip my toes into pretty much every medium out there, um, to see if I like it, if it works well for me, if it works well for my audience, if I'm, um, getting good return on that content. And, um, and again, just if I enjoy it, if I think it's a fun platform to, to be like Instagram, I think Instagram is a lot of fun and a lot more therapists could be, could be on there, uh, engaging and learning from one another. So, um, but yeah, I think it's, it's fun to do it. And, and I also encourage you to make sure you learn every platform differently, learn it, learn them all independently. You can't just, you know, take one post and then repost it on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, whatever, um, you really best practice is to create separate content for your separate platforms. Um, that's something I've learned not that long ago. Um, and, and I think it's really, really true. They're just different rules apply for, for these different platforms. And I'm thirsty again. So I'm going to go for my water and let's see if I do it without dropping the mic. Okay. Hope you enjoyed that little pause, that little moment to yourself. It might be the only moment you have to yourself all day was those um, 4.5 seconds. So you're welcome. I've thought about doing like a mindfulness recording on this podcast. Um, fun fact, I'm a trained hypnotherapist as well. So I used to do a lot of hypnosis, clinical hypnosis earlier in my career. And um, so I've thought about doing you know, an episode where I'm guiding you through, um, uh, you know, meditation or guided imagery or self-hypnosis or whatever, and maybe do something around business or visualization or mindset. Um, if you think that'd be cool, let me know. If you think that's super lame, don't let me know <laughs> because that would be mean. But if you think that'd be cool, let me know and, and maybe I'll try it. It could just be like a bonus episode or something outside of our normal Mondays and Wednesdays. Okay, so I talked about putting out twice as much content as you think you need to. And the last one, number six, is connect with other influencers, okay? And how you go about connecting with them is important. Um, this, is, this has been unique for me, um, ha having gone from connecting with a lot of influencers earlier on and w when I was getting started in 
helping therapists and uh, to now being approached by different people. Here's what I don't like. Here's what, what I don't like is when people reach out because they want me to do something for them just right off the bat. You know what I mean? They, they want something from me or they want to use my platform um, to promote whatever. Hey, can you promote my course? Hey, I know, I know I don't know you, but I know you have a podcast. Can you promote my webinar? Can you promote my new ebook? And I'm all about friendship and I'm all about doing favors for one another. And, um, but that's just not a good foot to start off on. So, um, you know, and again, I noticed my own reaction to that. So I wouldn't want to do that to others. When you're connecting with other influencers, don't just ask them to be on their podcast. Don't just ask them for something. Find a way to serve them. And I feel this way about any, if you're going to do any networking at all or networking with referral sources, et cetera, which is not my favorite way to build a practice as you guys know, <laughs> but that it's the same thing with, with those relationships. You need to approach them in a way of how can I be helpful to this person? You know, I might've mentioned before, um, the, the way that I got my feet wet in, um, in my very first practice as an intern in San Francisco was finding the most, one of the most successful therapists in San Francisco doing the kind of work I was doing or the, sorry, the kind of work that I wanted to do. And I met with him for coffee and I just looked for openings and ways to help him. He didn't have a Facebook business page or something at the time or he couldn't figure it out or had it like he had it. He had just a personal Facebook page and thought it was a business page. And so I just said, Hey, I, you know, I don't know a lot about this, but um, I could help you out with it or I could at least straighten out your, your page or get it converted or whatever. And he was like, Oh wow, that'd be great. So I did that, you know, so after our first um, time meeting for coffee, I offered to do that and I went home and I Googled it and just figured it out, you know, like how to convert a Facebook personal page into a business page and figure that out. And then just emailed him and was like, Hey, I think I figured this thing out. Here it is. If I can do anything else for you, let me know. Um, and, and then, yeah, he offered to take me into his practice. You know, and I learned a lot of things, um, um, especially clinically from him um, back in my my CBT days, or my early days of learning CBT. So that was really cool. And, um, uh, you know, it was neat to start off that relationship on that foot. And I've thought about that ever since of like, you know, I try to do that with other relationships that I'm that I'm establishing or hoping to establish. Make yourself useful. OK, so again, when you're connecting with other influencers, and I will say that when done right, this is one of the quickest ways to get where you want to be. This is one of the quickest ways to kind of get to the top or to get visibility um, or to um, uh, gain credibility, you know, is to, to kind of partner with um, and associate with other influencers who already have a platform or already have credibility or what have you. So connect with them and ask them, what can I do for you? You know, or just, just offer to do something for them and they will, they will appreciate it a lot. You know, they really will. So, and I think you'll, they'll remember, remember you and you'll really stand out and then they will be more inclined to want to do something for you in exchange without you having to ask. So that's it guys. Um, that was one through six. Um, again, number one was looking for what's missing in the industry, um, the friction points and what people complain about. Number two was aim to solve a problem. Three, stake your claim and don't apologize. Number four, look at what's working for other influencers, but don't copy or mimic. Number five, put out twice as much content as you think you need to. <laughs> and uh, number six was connect with other influencers. Don't ask them for anything, just serve them. 
that's it. Six, um, six tips on how to become an influencer. Um, I hope this was helpful guys. This is just kind of straightforward. I came up with this list on my plane ride out here to, uh, um, to Portland. So, um, this is a little reminiscent of some of our older episodes where I'd come in and have, you know, a bulleted list to kind of run down. And, you know, some, some people really like those episodes. Um, so I'm always wanting your feedback. You guys, I love connecting with you. I love when people add me on Facebook and message me and, and tell me what they like or what, you know, if you have critical feedback, you could give it nicely, go for it. But, um, you know, I, I, I do, I do love hearing from you. So, and you can always, um, you can always email us info at the John Clark.com. So whatever way you want to reach out, Instagram is, is another option at the John Clark. Um, but I just like, I like connecting with you guys. I'm still kind of riding this high a little bit from connecting with, um, w- with you guys in uh, Philadelphia. That was just, I don't know, really meaningful to me. I really love that. want to do more of that. So, um, and, uh, yeah. And if I'm coming to your town at some point, Let's connect as well. Like I said, next time I'm in Portland, we should we should connect if you're out here. Um, yeah, so that's it, guys. Those are my six tips for uh, how to become an influencer in any arena. Um, I want to remind you again, um, j- in just a couple days, coming up this Thursday, November 1st, I'm going to be giving a free online training on... Um, uh, how to, how to get fully booked and put your private practice on autopilot, um, the exact steps you need to take um, to grow a six or seven figure business uh, and do it, do it with ease. You know, again, I think private practice should be easy. I think landing new clients should be easy. So um, it, it, it is, I have, I have found an easy way to do it that, that has been easy for me. Um, I'll just admit that. And I want to show you that way. So, um, register for the training. Even if you can't make it live, it's the John forward slash simple. Um, the John forward slash simple. Do me a favor, share that link with your friends, post it on Facebook, um, send it via email to some other therapists in your network. Um, cause I think they could really benefit from it as well. Um, I look forward to seeing you guys on Wednesday for our interview episode. Dang it, went almost went the whole episode without saying something stupid like episode. Um, episode with Dr. Amber Lida from the Online Therapist Group. Always a popular guest. That so should be a fun one. Hope you guys have a great Monday and a great couple of days. And I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers.